Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. My weekend has been uneventful, but I'm making up for it with a sexual voice that makes it sound like I've got a naughty secret. But the real secret is, I don't. I found three gray hairs in my beard. Oh, yeah? Do do facial hairs turn gray all at once? Uh, well, I mean, you had only three of them, so that should answer your question. Yeah, no. they were just growing out of a wart on my chin. Oh, okay. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Only three total hairs? Yeah. No, I think you're fine. Your beard's looking uh, chestnut. Yeah, but but this my but yanked, here's my you question. You yanked them. You yanked them. I I I trimmed them. Okay. But when do they go? Do they Jesse, grow well, there's out? Your problem. You gotta yank, buddy. Okay. If you trim, they're gonna grow back. If you yank, they'll think twice. <laughs> really? You're yeah. sort of teaching them a lesson. Do you want to get yanked? <laughs> no, not in the slightest. Well, a gray hair don't neither. Okay. So yeah. This is my question, though. Yes. Is it about yanking? <laughs> <laughs> My question is, yeah. does a facial hair mm-hmm. come out gray and get longer and longer? Or does it come out your other hair color and then turn gray? Um, Boy, I don't know. We I... should ask a face scientist. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, Like Michael Jackson from the Black or White video. Is that what he is? Yeah, because he keeps changing into different faces. Oh, okay. why else would you become a I think face you're scientist? Using a scientist and a wizard, <laughs> or or uh, the, the characters from the movie Face Off? Yeah, I think they'd be able to answer. I think we, we need to talk to Caster Troy. <laughs> and oh God, what's the other dumb name in that movie? It's Caster Troy and oh, boy. God, I wish we I had wish somebody if here. Only oh, if gee whiz! If only not... we had a couple of our guests on this week's program are two thirds of the smash hit Max Fun podcast. The Flop House. Please welcome to the program, he said, as though there were a live audience in attendance, Dan McCoy and Elliot Kalin. Hi, gentlemen. Hello. Hi, guys. Are you talking about Caster's brother, Pollux Troy? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, no. But what's so? Caster Troy is Nicholas Cage. Yes. yes. Face off. Yes. What's oh uh, Archer? Archer Strong. Archer. <laughs> Archer Punch. I just thought his name was Sean, Sean Archer. Archer. Okay. Asterix so and Obelisk. <laughs> right. No, that's a Dutch they, comic strip. Okay. Uh, it's a French comic. French comic strip. Excuse yeah, me. And a Genesis movie. game. So, <laughs> yeah, so looks like I, you know, one I of surrender. us. We were both wrong. We were both wrong. I was not as wrong. You didn't mention the Genesis because Genesis players love French pandesine. That's, <laughs> that's true. And blast processing. <laughs> is that like a? Is that like that's a what sweet? That goes so fast. Is that like a sweet bread, Dan? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that is. Yeah, it's an enriched bread. Dan, you're quite the baker. What have you baked lately? Oh, shoot. Uh, the last thing I baked was not impressive at all. It was a key lime pie, which, if anyone knows, it's the simplest pie. What it's makes the, it so simple? Well, for one thing, it has a graham cracker crust rather than a mm, like sure. a pastry crust. So you basically just blend up a bunch of graham crackers with sugar and butter and press it into a pie tin. Mm-hmm. And you that makes add crust. sugar to the graham crackers? Yeah. Because <laughs> they're pretty sweet graham they crackers. They are basically. I was <laughs> they're basically them. graham cookies they're already. Cookies. Yeah. That was. I was uh, admonished by my wife once when my son said, I need something to eat for breakfast. And I said, have some graham crackers. And she said, no, graham crackers are a snack. And I said, I've been eating graham crackers for breakfast 
for a year. <laughs> what? She's like, you shouldn't. They're basically cookies. And I was like, I thought this was a healthy alternative. Were you like toasting them and putting butter on them? I or? was taking them out of the package and then eating them while I walked to work because I didn't have the time to make myself a real breakfast. Wow. How many graham I mean, crackers be- equals a breakfast? Three. All right. <laughs> I you said that as if I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well, I'm not going to eat a whole thing. You've seen a food pyramid, Dan. <laughs> All right. Uh, I uh, like peanut butter between two graham crackers was a big like childhood breakfast for me like, ah, okay. on the go. If we were like running a little bit late, yeah, um, yeah, our 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 country has a breakfast problem, guys. <laughs> we are and we're here desserts. to fix it. For, yeah, <laughs> our, hey, we, hey kids, dropkick those granola bars. Get yourself a banana. Weren't graham crackers invented to keep you from cranking it or something? Uh, pretzels of, of cornflakes. Pretzels and pretzels encourage children to pray. Yes, okay, right. it looks like praying hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, God knows that's what I look like when I pray. <laughs> yeah, they're not, a, they're not a Kellogg's product, though. I think that that's uh, – you're thinking of Kellogg, Kellogg right? was the big anti-cranking. Yeah, you're thinking yeah. of The Road to Whaleville starring right. Matthew Broderick and Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> okay, yeah. thank you. By the way, uh, you know how uh, – you know why I look like that when I'm praying? Because I'm praying, hey, get me untangled. <laughs> oh, Untangle me. Yeah. Dear, is, dear Lord. This is the gentle Christian comedy of Jesse Thorne. It's very specifically the gentle Christian comedy of a comic from the late 80s. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, get me untangled. untangled. I'm, seeing, uh, I'm seeing maybe turtleneck under sport coat. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me push up the sleeves and do the punchline again. Yeah. And oh. then maybe half the half the act has a, has a ventriloquist dummy. Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. The ventriloquist dummy, though, is very wholesome. Yeah. Unlike other ventriloquist dummies who are often very randy. Sure, yeah. Randier than their human counterparts oftentimes. <laughs> Which is strange. That'd be crazy if a Christian a Christian dummy is more pious than his human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> more moral. <laughs> Dan, what is it? What's the jelly? I won't be alone in a room with a woman unless my wife is there. <laughs> What's the like gooey jelly part of a key lime pie? Maybe, <laughs> Uh, this is very exciting pie talk uh, for the, the listener. But... Hey, you don't know the Jordan Jessica audience. These yeah. people are nuts about pies. Yeah, yeah. pies. Uh, it's yeah, all... your you your guys's audience mm-hmm. wants to hear about like the Chud sequel. Uh-huh. Chud two, Chud starring two, Bud, Bud the Chud. Yeah, Bud the Chud, starring Bud the Chud in, <laughs> starring... his, in his career making <laughs> role. Bud the Chud. Introducing. Yeah. <laughs> As himself, uh, but Bud our Chud, audience Bud wants, wants gentle stories about baking and like, oh boy, Elliot, if your kid said something funny, break. Oh, that oh boy, did he out. all the time? Break stuff all the time. I mean, what you're saying, this show is is filling the void that was left when people realized they can't listen to Garrison Keillor anymore. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Both yeah, because yeah. he's not on the air and because of the things he did. This <laughs> yes. scandal. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible, horrible things. Uh, what, what was... And Dan- because he was previously unlistenable. <laughs> oh, maybe. Okay, maybe. Uh, so, so uh, Dan, you were at my house did, earlier before this. Did Sammy say anything? My son did say anything? Uh, no, wait. we got to finish the pie thing. Okay, yeah. the pie then thing. We'll, get to, oh, we'll, we'll do pie chat. We'll okay. get to gabbing about kids. I will say, uh, if you want to hear stories about a four-and-a-half-year-old loving Mr. Bean and relating what's happening to you as it happens. Yeah. He loves doing that. I'm excited about that. Dan got a full blast experience of that. But Dan Pies, key lime, how do you do it? Uh, well, there's a lot of key lime juice, as you might think. Okay, stop right there. Just, what is that? <laughs> there are particular limes that grow in the Florida Keys, mm. and you juice them. Now, these aren't limes, like, 
who in the 70s would all put their keys in a bowl and <laughs> go home with other wives' wives. So some of them would go home with a lemon. Ooh, if they were feeling the forbidden really... fruit. Yeah. That's where a twist of lemon came from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From, yeah. What a... from citrus fucking. Yeah. <laughs> when a lime fucked a, woman, a lemon it wasn't married to. <laughs> Uh, it's so still illegal at the time for yeah. limes and lemons to marry. There's a lot of lime juice. There's uh, <laughs> condensed milk, and there's a bunch of egg yolks, and that's pretty much it, I think. How'd it turn out? The pie. It was delicious, but I'm a I'm a single man, Jordan. <laughs> that's what I. That, I okay, made a pie. So follow up. <laughs> you ate it. Follow up question, Dan. Yeah. And this is I was sitting on this, and I'm glad you got to it because <laughs> it would have been rude of me to say. Yeah. I just said it. It's my yeah. job. I'm trying to host this program, uh, but you know, uh, it would have been rude. Hmm. Dan, you're a single man. Yeah. What are you doing with a pie? I, I don't know well, what the a, thought a, behind that was. There's a movie was. called American Pie. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, suggests a sure. new use for pies. Dan, have you tried that? <laughs> uh, no, although the gooiness of a key lime, I feel like would... Uh... I already... I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I made it. I had a friend over. We made a pie. We each had... That's a fun friend activity. Yeah, we each had one slice of pie, and then I was stuck with... What is it? Uh, Six-eighths of a pie after that. Yeah. Which I then, as a solo person, ate as breakfast for the next six <laughs> days. So Dan has a breakfast. Seems like there. a little theme in this episode is <laughs> naughty breakfast. <laughs> yeah. In, breakfast in, we shouldn't be having. In my family, when I was a kid, the yeah. on-the-go breakfast was two slices of key lime pie with some peanut butter in the middle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. Sandwich. So. I guess what Dan's saying is he's the only guy who puts a pie on a sill and hopes a hobo takes it. <laughs> That's why you moved moved by the train yard, right? Gentle, family-friendly comedy for me. All praises be. I I put my own hobo mark outside that says, friendly man with pie. Right. You put a mark that says, lonely man with pie. Lonely man. Mark says, if you hear sighing, it's not about you. (laughs) I'm just that way. Dan, do you ever make meat pies? Speaking of someone that... Yeah, that's the only kind of pie I like. Uh, I have in the past. It's been a long time. But, Back yeah. when you were a demon barber? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Where was your uh, shop again? Which, was it on Main Street or <laughs> Fleet Street? Right? Yeah, well, you know, like the cat pies weren't doing it anymore. But mm-hmm. uh, if, if you came over, Elliot, and you demanded a pie, I would make one for you. If I knew you were coming over okay. ahead of time. I'll let you know next time. Yeah. You eat a lot of meat pies, huh? I, I mean, I don't because I don't get the opportunity to do too often, but I do sure. love them. Oh, interesting. I love a pastry crust. Oh, yeah. I love meat. I don't love the sweet stuff they put in pies. Do you not like any sweet stuff? Elliot is famously against all fruits. I don't like fruit. All fruit. (laughs) I don't like it. Huh. And I know, and wait, before you say anything, tomatoes, sure. I'll eat those. Wow. Cucumbers, sure. Those are fruits that don't taste like fruit. So you're saying you prefer the worst fruits. Uh, I prefer vegetables. Am I right, folks? (laughs) People at home love vegetables. Is this Christian comedy? I'm not sure. Uh, What about like uh, sacred for some reason? (laughs) What about a rhubarb pie? That's a vegetable pie, my friend. Mm -hmm. That sounds disgusting to me. It is pretty gross. It's not that good. (laughs) It's my favorite pie. Really? Rhubarb is your favorite pie? I feel like rhubarb pie is so much work. To get me to eat what essentially is like a sour celery. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is It is definitely a sour celery that you have to add absurd amounts of sugar to make palatable. But, I mean, I think we've agreed Dan's M.O. isn't necessarily creating a delicious pie. It's attracting the most hobos. <laughs> and, and I think. Yeah. And also my nickname is Sour Celery. So. Yeah. <laughs> sour that was, Celery that When you played for the Astros, that's what yeah. they used to call you. Yeah. That's right. Sour Celery McCoy. <laughs> so, Dan, you work at... Uh, television's daily program. 
<laughs> yeah, that's you? right. That's the British version. <laughs> With any- two M's and an E. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone bring in a baked good to that office? Yeah, me. I brought, I brought You're the in. guy. You're the bacon well, guy. That's why John Stewart used to call you the baker. Yeah, he literally did. And, and you were the butcher, right? Yeah, I was the butcher. <laughs> and, of Fleet Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we had candlestick maker. Yeah. Uh-huh. John liked to learn one thing about people, and then like that would be his thing. <laughs> sure. So, like, Dan, he's very famous. He had a lot on his mind. <laughs> like, yeah. it, like George W. Bush. Yeah. And so he'd give you a nickname and stick with it. You're tall. That's why John call you Stretch. John Stewart. You're tall. I'll call uh, you Stretch too. John Stewart to this day still sends me a Transformers birthday card. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was into him when I was eight. Okay. Yeah. And I still love him. Yeah. Yeah. I had seen. I hadn't seen John for like a year, and then the Daily Show oral history came out, and there was a party that we were all at, and he looked at me blankly for like. You know, longer than you should look at someone blankly that you've worked with for four years sure. closely. And then he finally was like, the baker. Uh, what bread did you make most recently? And I'm like, <laughs> I felt like I couldn't tell him that I had already finished. Like, I was baking my way through a bread book, and that was the project that I was on that he knew I was I didn't have the heart to be like, I finished that long ago. So I'm just like, uh, I don't know, uh, ciabatta. <laughs> sure. You just picked a bread. Yeah. You just pulled a bread out of thin air. I didn't get an invitation to this book party. When was this? The oral history of the Daily yeah. Show. Uh, it was at uh, you know American Retro about a year after John left the show. Oh, we've come to the part of Jordan Jesse Go where we air our personal yeah. grievances. Yeah. Oh no, wait a minute! I did go to that. Hey one. Jesse, fuck you! <laughs> <You're>, Sorry, we <laughs> just did a quick one. No, but you said when you said, but I assumed it was at like a bookstore or something like that. No, no, no American Retro. I went to. Yeah, I there's, remember that. There's a bar uh, very close to the Daily Show offices that is known for nothing other than having. Various types of tater tots. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> and so... This is a bar that when it first opened, it was called Whistlin' Dixie's Texas Saloon. Okay. And it had so much stuff. Like, it wanted to be a Coyote Ugly so badly. Right? <laughs> and it was like, if you order this drink, we ring a bell, and then we yell real loud. And you order this drink, and we sing this song. And we order this, and it was like, this is a rockin' crazy time. And that did not work very well. Yeah. And so they shut down for a little bit, and they reopened as uh, as American Retro, which is like... Name you name the bar the the style that you're you're going for, which is crazy. <laughs> but they figured out a winning combination, which was take tater tots and put a lot of different things on them. They have that at the Los Angeles Dodgers game, and yeah. I went and ordered what amounted to tater tot nachos. Yeah, thinking how could this go wrong? I'm at the baseball game. Mm-hmm. I I knew I was going to eat something disgusting going in. That was sort of the plan. And what could be more disgusting than uh, <laughs> cheese on t- tots? I ate them, I ate all of them, out of a weird, just sad sense of obligation. <laughs> I made myself so sick. And I have like an iron stomach, like I'll eat whatever. But I made my, I just kept eating them because I couldn't and stop. And they were probably pricey at a baseball stadium. Oh, sure. That was, a t- that was $10 tots. Yeah. Mm. It was $10 I, was tots night. Was it just? <laughs> <laughs> all the tots, $10. Right. You usually sell them for 5 $10, $10 tots <laughs> nights. It was actually a $10 tots night, but it was unrelated to the food selection. It was an adoption event. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cheap for adoption. Yeah, yeah totally. I was good. grateful. I'd been going through this whole thing. It was so hard. I was thinking about going international. I heard about $10 tots night. Yeah. Grab a, grab a tot. <laughs> yeah, grab a couple. <laughs> the problem is all those tots have bobbleheads. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
that was okay, good. it's not going to get better than that. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Every single week, Jordan. Yes. Without fail. Mm-hmm. Jordan Jesse Go is supported by all the Max Fund members who go to maximumfund.org slash donate. We love them. We do. But even more than them. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Equally. Similarly. Similarly. Similarly, similarly to them. Yeah. We love our sponsor on this Hard week's to program. love, you know? Our friends at Amazon Prime Video Channels. Here's what you do. Amazon Prime Video Channels is an Amazon Prime benefit. You mm-hmm. get you get access to great entertainment instantly. Here's what you want. Instead of paying for a big old cable package Blech. of channels you're not even going to watch, Blech. here's what you do. You go to Amazon Prime Video Channels, and you just pay for the channels you want. Oh. You get stuff like uh, HBO, Showtime, Stars with a Z, CBS All Access, and more. You just create your own TV wonderland. And you can start a seven-day free trial of any of the channels that you haven't tried yet. Yeah. And, Jordan, can I say something? Please. You can get stars with a Z. Mm-hmm. No matter what, you're going to get stars with an S. <laughs> That's true. My friend. It seems like they're all over this thing. Mon frere. Mm-hmm. Not only on the network, but on the other networks as well. You want to watch that Like you want to watch that new Star Trek show? Sure. So you can uh, listen to uh, Adam and Ben talk about it? Yeah, I do. What, so what? how do I do that? Oh, well, you get your Amazon Prime Video channels and you sign up for CBS All Access on there. Oh, my gosh. You go to tryprimechannels.com slash JJGo and you can start a free trial of over 100 channels. That's tryprimechannels.com slash JJGo. You don't have to pay for the channels you don't want anymore. Yeah. Just try them if you like them. Keep paying. If not... Get it out of there. Try a new one. I'm not saying you should never pay for Golf Channel. Right. But I'm just saying I wouldn't. You would not. Personally, I wouldn't choose to. It's easy. It's fun. It is low risk. Try primechannels.com slash JJGo. We also have another sponsor on this week's program, Jordan. Now, Jordan, I don't know if you know this about me. Mm-hmm. But I'm a small business owner. I know that. I do. I I did know that, actually. I'm the grease that keeps the wheels of the American economy turning. Mm -hmm. And when I'm looking for somebody to crank those wheels, I use (laughs) ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. It's a smarter way to hire. They actually – so here's the thing, Jordan. If you just put it on uh, one of those free classified websites and put up your listing there or something like that – You'll get so many people that don't know what, that don't have anything to do with the qualifications for your job. It's so hard to find people who actually are qualified for your job. ZipRecruiter uses powerful matching technology to find qualified candidates for you. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. Uh, And the rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a 1,000 reviews. And right now... Jordan Jesse Go listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free, no cost, at ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. Oh. It's a nice O. It's a nice deep O. A lot of range. I'm trying to do a lot of range on that. Tuvin throat singing now. Oh, how exotic. Wow. Where am I? The Himalayas? 
No, UC Santa Cruz. Oh, right. Sure. Yeah. Hear me now. I'm a white guy talking in Jamaican <laughs> patois as well. The other main kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll have more Jordan Jesse going in just a second. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Elliot Kalin, guy from the future, doesn't know how toilets work. Dan McCoy, <laughs> the pie maker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Two of my favorite Batman villains. <laughs> Dan, I feel like that was a real fuck you to Jon Stewart who nicknamed you the baker. It's true. <laughs> you're really, you're like, not good enough, Jon Stewart. <laughs> oh, Elliot, so you, Elliot, you also worked for The Daily Show. Did you have one thing that Jon Stewart knew about you? Although I guess maybe as head writer you worked a little closer I, with I him. Lo- I worked with him for much longer than Dan did. And not, this is not a slight, I'm not like, yeah, I was a little closer to John than Dan was, but I. This is me being like, we worked together for longer, and I worked. I did work with him closer. So and like, you worked your way up from being an intern too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. John also knew me from the age of twenty. Not he wasn't twenty. I was like, I started as an intern when I was twenty, and I worked. Yeah, you worked on remote control. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's was a, he on that. I don't there is. Know. There is. A, no, he wasn't. But there was. Okay. A, there was. A, maybe he was. was. There was a uh, staff. There is a guy on staff there who worked with John on the John Stewart show. On oh TV. wow! So like, but. Uh, the but so he knew me from the age age twenty when he didn't know me that well to eight but it was a smaller staff then sure. to age thirty three so like he uh so he I feel like we got to know each other relatively well and like every now and then we text and it's very nice that's you know cute. so that's cute but uh Aww. so I had more of a closer experience with him than Dan did so I think he knows about. At least four yeah. things yeah. about me. So your Velcro wallet then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a reoccurring like, <laughs> like terror that John would just like scan the room, look over at me, and and go. So what do you do exactly? <laughs> Are you a security guard? Yeah. Or? <laughs> You're writing an article about us, aren't you, <laughs> John? I've been here for the past three years. Yeah. I thought it was a very very thorough, thorough article. Yeah. <laughs> Three years in the life of John Stewart. <laughs> for Newsweek.com. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. .com. Well. <laughs> I've been writing for .net for eight years, and they keep telling me they're going to promote me. But oh. uh, Sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, Dan, what are your top baking categories? <laughs> <laughs> baking categories? Yeah. Like, what do you prefer? A cookie, a bread? Uh, a quick bread? Scone? I, I love a quick bread. What about a, like, have you ever tried to make a bagel? I have made a bagel. And, you know, the I, the interesting thing about a bagel, as everyone knows, is you boil it and you bake it. Yeah. Oh. I don't think anyone in L.A. knows that. <laughs> yeah, well, our water's different here. Sure. Yeah, that's not only <laughs> Nobody reads. Oh, boy. <laughs> or walks anywhere. Know, right? These are I all did, things that were disproven today. I did, have, <laughs> I did have a beer today that was brewed with avocado, so I felt very, <laughs> very Californian. <laughs> I went to I went to one of these uh, L.A. restaurants. There's a handful of them. Oh, oh, you know we've got a handful of restaurants. I've been I've been cooking all my own food. There's a couple of restaurants. Okay, one of these restaurants is owned by like a cult. Oh, okay, okay. It was very nice. It's like at an out. It's like up Hubbard's 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 (laughs) Right? Was it was the cult the Source Family? Yeah. Was this on the Sunset Strip in the 1970s? Did you taste Green Goddess dressing for the first time? I did, yeah. Right, 
I was, yeah, I was backstage with X. Um, and uh, so, and they, it's a very nice restaurant. It's kind of like, it's kind of like up in the, up in the hills, deep valley. You go to this kind of, you know, you drive up this hill and it's kind of outdoors. It's kind of a, a gazebo theme. Uh, and their cocktail. Wait, the theme is gazebos. <laughs> it's kind of, it looks like you're under a big gazebo. Okay, it's a gazebo vibe. Is it only gazebos, or are there conservatories, <laughs> greenhouses? Gazebos only. Listen okay. to the story. Okay. So I assume they're always playing John Philip Sousa music. The music of gazebos. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. I love gazebos. They're a nice place to rest. Give me a G. Uh, and their cocktail menu, their cocktails were wild crafted. So I mean, you okay. see here, hand, I don't, oh, yeah, out like, in the woods, I like guess, forage by an animal. Yeah, <laughs> your cocktails are made by raccoons. You know how the raccoons will wash their food in a stream. We can we can give them we can we, give them an orange we peel, give them teach bitters. them to muddle <laughs> a mint. We give them a little handful of mint. Now, Jordan, they're we, nature's bartenders. <laughs> we discussed, I think, on a recent program that you're not forward with uh, waitstaff. Mm-hmm. You're a little resident to push sure. your agenda. Yeah, reticent to push your agenda. Yeah, yeah. And I would be hard pressed. I would be hard pressed to send something back. Did you inquire as to what wild crafting was? I should have. Yeah, should have asked. But I was afraid they would sacrifice me to their god. <laughs> let me let me tell you what you are not. Yes. What I learned from that story: Jewish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because oh, the yeah. first thing you would have said to the waiter before the waiter even approached the table, you would have looked around, seen if there's anyone who looked like a waiter, and said, "What's wild crafting? Mm-hmm. Wild crafting? What is that?" You know, what is it? You know and probably what I, I mean other than – Then you would have sent back all your food because they did it wrong. Other than not being confrontational, I think that there's prob- – here's what I was afraid of. That there's a good explanation for it and I just want to dick on it. <laughs> like, I just want to make fun of it. Yeah. But I, if there's a good – I'm like, oh, well, uh, this means this. Yeah, I, I bet it is something with like – you know, it's like the seasonal ingredients or something like that. I bet it's the – Yeah. What was the cult element? Oh, boy. Uh, you know, I, I should have looked into it more. Okay. I vaguely know that – I vaguely have been told it's the – it's called like the it, the end of the seventh ray of light. Oh wow! Yeah, I like that. Like you're like I should have looked into it more. Like later on, you find that it's like a sexual slavery cult. And you're like I really should have looked into it more. <laughs> I would have come here sooner. Do not want to support that. Yeah, you only looked at regular Yelp. Oh, you I failed th- to look at cult Yelp. Right? Yeah, exactly. Dan, I thought the thing you were getting at was that I would be sold no, to sexual I, slavery. I was not. And the joke I was making is right. that I would enjoy that. I was okay. not making a joke that I enjoyed others being sold into sex. So right. So now we've all. Cleared up. Now, if I can clarify, on regular Yelp, you learn about appetizers and stuff. And then in cult Yelp, you learn about secret rituals and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. If I can can specify, Jewish people are people who are descended from the ancient Israelites. They don't believe in the divinity of Christ. But they will talk to you about their opinions about it at Ah. great length Mm -hmm. because they're very opinionated people. And I know because I'm one of them. (laughs) And I don't need to know about a topic to have an opinion on it. That's because I'm also a man. That's two things I am. (laughs) Elliot, I can't. A male Jew? (laughs) Let me tell you about our penises. They're quite different. (laughs) They're barbed, right? Yeah, like a bear's. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, bears. Um, uh, And what are bears but nature's Jews? (laughs) (laughs) So raccoons are nature's bartenders. Bears are nature's Jews. Nature's Jews. Jews. Yeah. We're learning so much about the animal kingdom. We sure are. Ellie and Dan, you guys are are cinefans. Did you ever see that? Love uh, sin. Did you ever see that (laughs) Source Family movie about the green goddess dressing? 
No, I'm not familiar with it. Oh, God, is it gorgeous. It is just a dream. With the best part about there's a documentary about the Source family, which is this 70s cult here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. who did have all together collectively a restaurant on the Sunset Strip that is the one that in, is it Annie Hall where Woody Allen goes to Los Angeles for like 10 minutes of the movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he eats at a health food restaurant and he oh, thinks it's weird. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a direct parody of this one restaurant that was owned by a cult called the Source Family. And the guy who created the cult, he had killed someone with jujitsu. <laughs> Uh, in like a defensible murder. Oh, okay. Self-defense. Yeah. Yeah, the sort of thing that, you know, is charismatic and brings people to you as a cult leader. Yeah, so he's like a Billy Jack type. Yeah, and he he was a, a devotee of physical culture. Oh, okay. Which is like uh, with like exercise before they knew what exercise was. Yeah, yeah I re- if you read the book Mr. America, they talk about that a lot. It's oh, great book. Yeah. Great book. And uh, they – so he was also like 20 years older than all the members of the cult because he was from the 50s and they were all from 1967. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the anyway, in the end, uh, the, there's two really beautiful things about it. One is in the end, he dies. They, he brings the cult eventually to Hawaii and it was spoiler alert and he dies uh, because he thinks that he knows how to hang glide. But he's never hang-glid before. <laughs> hang-glidded, excuse me. Hang-glidded. <laughs> so he just plummets to his death. He just jumps off a cliff on a hang glider and plummets to his death. And then the other thing is everybody that was in the cult that they interview for this movie, they're like, yeah, that cult was great. I would love to go back to being in that cult. <laughs> Some cults are fun. <laughs> like it definitely like broke up because the guy jumped off a cliff thinking he could <laughs> hang glide but he didn't know how. Uh, but like everybody there is like, yeah, it was great. And they all seem, I mean, a little dippy, but pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Elliot, we were, I think we were building towards some sort of child story. Oh, yeah. Were we? We were. We talked about it in the first bit. Oh, well, yeah, you got kind of braggy. About my child. Yeah. Frankly. All the funny stuff that he does, yeah. says and does. Speaking of Judaism, you were showing me some pictures of the child mm-hmm. earlier, the newest child. <laughs> the new one. And yeah. he has a little bagel shirt. Yeah, he has a onesie with a bagel on it because because we are stereotypes that uh, are we're like New York Jews who love bagels, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much. I mean, like there's a, there's a certain aspect of my family that's like, yeah, just we're a, like that's the Goldbergs. Okay, great, you know that's the the, the sitcom. Elliot, I'm a San Francisco Episcopalian who loves bagels, so I think bagels are pretty undeniable. Pretty that's a great. rock solid home run. A quality bagel is very few things better than that. I Ice agree. cream is better, but like yeah, very sure. few. It's I, a short list. I did find when we moved from New York to Los Angeles last year, people were like, "You're gonna miss the bagels," and I found I'm like, "Yeah, okay, bagels are fine." Like it, I realized <laughs> it, was, it was not the staple of my life that I that it needed to be. People are like, "You're gonna miss the bagels. And you're gonna miss the pizza. They don't make it right." And we found pizza that's fine. And I'm like, oh, turns out I don't eat that many bagels when they're not presented free to me at the beginning of the workday in, <laughs> in the form of a basket. But uh, I'll tell you some funny stuff my son said. How about this? Yeah, what do you this? got? What so do you I, got, motherfucker? I send myself an email when he says something particularly funny. <laughs> uh, I mean, he did mishear. I was talking about the National Anthem, and he went, National Ant Farm? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, I was talking about the movie Let the Right One In at one point. And I, I, I said, <laughs> to let your the, child? Well, I mean, I was yeah. referring to it. I said, let the right one in. He goes, and let the wrong one out. <laughs> yeah. like, That's just good advice. The yeah, you got yeah. to teach your kids about Draculas. Mm-hmm. He, uh, one time he uh, – this is just – I'm just reading emails I wrote to myself of stuff he said. Uh, he uh, dipped his French toast into his orange juice just to see what it was like, and his review was, it's better than bad. 
Uh, he told us that for Halloween he wants to be salad. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yep. Have you thought about how you're going to pull that off? Uh, no, I have not. Well, his other his previous thing was Hammerhead Shark, which I think we're gonna I yeah. think we're gonna stick with. Uh, we were listening to the song "Good Morning." Is it "Good Morning, Good Morning" from the end of Sgt. Pepper? Yeah. All the animals start up at the end, and he was like, "Maybe they reported this part on a farm." And the animals came in at the end, and they took the guitar and the drums, and the animals were playing them. Yeah. <laughs> like, probably more fun than what was really happening, which That's was dope. That song was written because uh, John Lennon was so bored and strung out on heroin that he would just sit and watch TV all day. And there was a, I think, a cornflakes commercial where it was like, "Good morning." He's like, "I'll write a song into that." So I did not tell Sammy that story of how it happened. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you two more things he said. One he said was, "I know chocolate is not a vegetable, but I would like to have some with dinner." <laughs> and uh, he was trying to convince me once. Uh, my wife said, "What should we have for dinner?" And he really wanted to have uh, chicken parmesan. And I was not. I wanted something else. And he goes, "He goes, Daddy, it has chicken." Which you love. <laughs> I was like, you know me. You know me. <laughs> Daddy and chicken. <laughs> oh. But when Dan was there, he had taken my wife's reading glasses, which are basically just magnifying glasses, and was walking around the house going, this, it looks like I'm walking up a hill. That looks really big. That looks the wrong size. Like just pointing out things yeah. that look different. That's great. Funny kid. And yeah, and we were watching Mr. Bean and he was like, Daddy, 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 he did this and he went there. I'm like, I know I saw it. It just happened. Just like, tell me about it. Elliot, I've got an important question for you. Yeah. It's something I've been thinking about a lot. You and I have been doing dad activities and I don't – look. Yeah. I don't mean to brag or exclude either of you guys, but Elliot and I are both the parents of children. Sure. <laughs> and we're also – And the children of parents. Let's just say it. Mm-hmm. I'll, sp- I'll speak for myself. I am also lonely. So I like to invite Elliot to do family activities so that I don't have to engage too deeply with my own children, <laughs> basically. Well, me and Dan practice kissing on each other. So... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if me and Elliot had a clubhouse like you guys do, then... <laughs> Sorry, no dads allowed. <laughs> We'd have a venue. Uh, but I, I like those outings. We have a good time. Ah, I love – I, I mean, you, you, can, you can ask Jordan. I've been bragging to him for the past three months about what a great addition it is to oh, my life. That's wonderful. That the two of us and our children uh, go on these outings. Uh, but our uh, my oldest is seven, and my middle child, who usually comes with us as well, is four. Mm-hmm. And Sammy is also four, he's, right? Yeah, he's about four and a half. Yeah. So here's the thing: my children are are have a lot of enthusiasm, and so does Sammy. Mm-hmm. And everyone seems to have a nice time on the trip. Do our children like each other? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Do they? Okay. Yeah, my, they, he talks about your kids all the time. Oh, yeah. awesome. That's great. And also, I think as I've told you in the past, this will be new to Jordan Jesse Go listeners because I've never said it on a podcast before. But my son's favorite person to hang out and play with is a girl who is a couple years older than him or like a year or two older. He's like, this is someone I want to follow around. Like this is someone I want to hang out with. So it's like he's uh, – yeah, so he's he loves it. But he's like, oh, OK. But there's this other kid who's like my age. So like if this older kid doesn't want to talk about poop. <laughs> I got someone my age I can talk about. Uh, options. Elliot, let me just let you let me just let you know right here and right now there is no time when my seven year old does not want to talk about poop. Yeah, that's true. Not since Captain Underpants was introduced to our life. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things is that at every one of these outings you have expressed your disdain for Captain Underpants oh. and wish that it was never brought into your child's life. Oh, well, here's the thing. Years ago, Captain Underpants. Jordan and I, uh, famously only to longtime Jordan Jesse Go listeners, but famously to longtime Jordan Jesse Go listeners, when we were in college, a couple of times 
for the pledge drive of the college radio station. We did our show from the base of campus in our underpants. And actually, the guy who directed Afropunk was just in here to do Heat Rocks. And I was thinking of, he actually showed up in person to do the interview, and we interviewed him in our underpants. And he's like a cool punk rock guy Mm -hmm. uh, who directed an excellent film. And the poor man had to be interviewed sincerely by us while we were wearing underpants (laughs) and he was wearing a full punk rock outfit. Um, But uh, we one time, one time I called or emailed the publisher of Captain Underpants. uh, And I don't remember what it was. And I said, hey, you know, we're college students. We're doing the show for our college radio station. Do you think you could send us some underpants books for our uh, uh, pledge drive? And they sent us a box of Captain Underpants books that had to be f- four feet cubed, <laughs> like, like 500 copies of ca- various Captain Underpants books. And I didn't – it was so generous of them that I've held it close to my heart ever since. Mm-hmm. Although, to be fair, I think we successfully gave away like three of them. <laughs> I like mean, the, rest them the rest of them were just were not target audience. The rest of them were buried in the in the in the desert, like those ET Atari <laughs> yes, cartridges. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, like the Book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah, the rest of Captain Underpants was inscribed on huge plates, <laughs> yeah. buried at the Scientology's Liberty Center. So uh, I had this great soft spot. Though. Great cocktails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I've had this soft spot in my heart forever for Captain Underpants, but. Captain Underpants is like – it's like a great thing for what they call reluctant readers. If your kid doesn't want to read, uh, then it's it's good because it's something that's – I mean it's real silly and real goofy and very charming to children particularly and is a wonderful thing that I'm glad exists in the world except for the way that it has affected my life, which is my <laughs> child was introduced to it by – I guess she – there was a copy of one of the books in her classroom or something like that and – Literally, I had to spend three months being like, Dad, do you want to hear the names of all the Captain Underpants books? Or like, Dad, can I tell you the plots of all the Captain Underpants books? She taught it to my four-year-old who knows nothing about Captain Underpants except for secondhand. And now my children who had never talked about potty stuff or used potty words or anything, like it's just – it's a raging river of potty talk through my home. I mean I don't know how you were able to stave it off that long. Uh, because with my son, it's like he's always – I mean it doesn't help that like we try to take his questions seriously. So if he's in the bath and he's like, what's this part of me? We're like, that's your scrotum. And he's like, scrotum? Ah! <laughs> I tricked you into saying it. <laughs> I tricked you into saying it. And he turns into salacious crumb from Return of the Jedi. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but the uh, – I'm just amazed. How he, young how, – how old is – how, what age do you teach a child about salacious crumb? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's between. I mean, you have to really gauge if, yeah. how your child is ready about it. I right? try to yeah, start, with, start with space gangster and a parasite <laughs> so, love each so other very here's much. Here's the thing: the space gangster has a pet who's also his jester and his best friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's not. He can say little words, but it's not clear if he's an animal or if he has a job or both. Yeah. Because the, uh, I mean, salacious crumb is also, I think, my favorite Star Wars character. So, so you think he's a jester and not sort of like a I don't know like a hype man kind of character? I mean, a jester can do that too. I mean, yeah. it's it's all of it. I feel like Slacious Crumb is definitely the one guy there who can laugh at Jabba, and nobody else can. Mm-hmm. But uh, he also laughs at all of Jabba's jokes. 
So it's a little bit of both. I mean, who, Yak Face is not going to be doing this job. A man sure. of man's not going to The Rancor. The Rancor can't talk. The Rancor Keeper is, he's just so obsessed with his damn Rancor. Yeah, sure. Ula is, I mean, she's a great dancer, but she's, obviously, he's not crazy about her work as he shoves her into the Rancor pit mm-hmm. to be devoured. Sure. There's that other dancer yeah. that I can't remember the name of, the one with six <laughs> boobs, that, you know, she's, Please let Elliot lying. know on Twitter what the name of that character was. <laughs> Please, yeah. yeah. Uh, and what are the and, and Riggies, come on. The guy is can barely function as a henchman. Then you got uh Barada and Nikto. Those guys don't know what's going on. My kids I'm wanted running out to of Java's characters that I know the names of. <laughs> I mean, you went for a long time. <laughs> you like really did a good job. It could only be described as arduous. I was, I was going so I'm going to try and get to Rancor first because that's basically the only one I know. That was a good one. Yeah, um, I that you went to that one. My oh. kids wanted to learn about Snaggletooth, but I decided they weren't ready <laughs> to hear to to hear about Mock Turtlenecks. Mm, oh, sure. yeah. yeah fair. <laughs> Very fair. Yeah, so, you know. But this is a conversation that my wife and I have had a number of times is when is he going to be old enough to see Star Wars? Mm-hmm. I would like to show him the first movie when he's five. I feel wow. like younger than that is too young, but not the five, other movies. Episode five. No, oh, no not episode, ep- four. episode four. No, that's that's cool. I mean, you didn't know that much about Java's Palace. No, that's true. I only do one guy in there. I'm really sorry. And some people, and I already have a friend who's like, you got to do it the machete style. That's where you show them four and five, then you show them one, two, three, mm-hmm. then you show them six. And that way, the surprise that Vader is Luke's father, spoiler alert for a 30-year-old movie, that the surpri- – or almost 40-year-old movie, the spo- the spo- he gets that surprise. But then you go back and you see how Anakin became Darth Vader. Okay. And I was, I was saying to this friend of mine, I don't plan on showing him those three. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's – here's, that, here's, that's called, how, here's wait, how I'm doing it. why is that machete style? I, I've never Well, that's how Danny Trejo that. did it with <laughs> his <laughs> Here's how I'm doing it. Solo first. Uh-huh. Then the <laughs> then the holiday special, <laughs> then, then the Ewok, Ewok adventure. adventure, and no others. Oh, and then I'm taking them on Star Tours. Is Ewok yeah. Adventure the one with the super fast Ewok? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then let's. Just, I just show them that and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, that's Star Wars. That's what everybody's talking about. <laughs> did you that's mention the holiday important. special? I did mention the holiday. Okay, special. yeah, the holiday so, yeah. special definitely. So it's going to be yeah. solo holiday special. Um, Wait, uh, Ewok Adventure, Star know, Tours, and that's it. You don't know what else is going to happen in the next few years, though. I'm sure there's going to be some other embarrassing Star Wars thing. That's true. My yeah. daughter desperately wants to watch the movie Return to Oz. Oh, because that's she a scary saw, movie. Yeah, so How she does she know about it? I, because, Huge okay. Huge fan of Walter Murch. I mean, there, you know, she has to be introduced Huge to the concept of... Bulk. She has to be introduced to the concept of electroshock therapy as, as early as possible. <laughs> so she saw... Her favorite movie is The Wizard of Oz, I Which think. makes sense. It's the, maybe the greatest movie ever made. And she couldn't she couldn't love it more. I mean, like, she's completely over the moon goo-goo-gaga for this movie. Turned and, into a baby. Yeah. She's seen it. She's seen it many times, and it's totally magical to her. She's completely obsessed with it. It's like everything that she wants. Like, it's, like, magical and fantastical, and the main character is a girl, and, you know, all that shit. She loves Burt Lahr. Yeah, she loves Burt Lahr. She's and it's like, a, did you know he was in the English language Original production of Waiting for Godot, Dad? And you're like, I did not know that. Yeah, did you know that uh, his son is still a theater critic for The New Yorker in his 80s and 90s? Now, how young is too young to teach a child that it syncs up with Dark Side of the Moon? (laughs) I had her, she actually demanded that I read to her John Lars' biography of Dame Edna. Wow, really? And I was like, I think she's ready for that. That seems appropriate, possums. But um, she, she, I think maybe her 
babysitter mentioned it or something. She just knew that there was a sequel to it. Did you ever watch that movie when you were a kid, George? Oh, sure. I have the not hot, boring-ass take that it's very, very scary. Yeah, like I... And Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and it was Frankenstein's monster. Yes. I mean, Oz is scary. Tell us I some had... more cold takes. Tell sure. us some more cold oh, takes. Oh, boy, yeah. I had nightmares. I mean, I really, truly... I mean, I still don't like scary movies particularly, but um, I really genuinely had nightmares until I was like 12. And I think I saw it when I was like six. And she will not let it go. So we told her that when she's 10, she could decide. And she basically has like one of those page-a-day tearaway calendars. Ad, ad, little advent calendar. <laughs> countdown until she's old enough to yeah. see Return to Oz. Now, I recently rewatched uh, Wizard of Oz at Prospect Park. They were doing an outdoor screening, which is, you know, an outdoor screening is really great if you want to kind of hear the movie and <laughs> oh, experience bugs. Park movies. But, uh, but uh, you know, I loved it even in that context. But I had two problems with the movie re- revisiting it. Number one, Glinda obviously can send Dorothy home at any point. So it seems like all she wants to do is have Dorothy kill the Wicked Witch of the West so she can keep her hands clean of the murder. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure, basically. So so that's like a setup. And And number two, it's the silver standard. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, I like at the end of the movie, I'm like, all right, this is all well and good, but isn't Miss Miss Gulch going to come and kill Toto anyway? Like, what happened with that story? No, Miss Gulch died in the hurricane. How do we know that? in In the tornado. We don't see any of that happening. Just that's tell, the just wicked. That, that's then. the right. real life wicked witch, Miss yeah. Gulch. Yeah. So. God, is that? I the thing. So I saw it on uh, uh, with my daughter, and it is a lovely movie. And I think particularly like the the things that the supporting characters that are being funny or dancing, yeah, are doing are so great that it, you're just like, oh, how could anything be this lovely and delightful? Your Burt Lars are just glorious, mm-hmm. but. The whole part until they get to Oz is so long. So much boring stuff happens. I don't know if I'd call it boring, but it is long. It's like uh, I, my wife, when we started dating, she had never seen Back to the Future. And we watched it, and I was like, I forgot how long it takes him to get to the past. Like, there's like 30 minutes of him just He's bopping around the 80s. Sing a Huey Lewis song first. <laughs> as they, and as they seed every single thing that's going to happen right. in the 50s. But there's a lot of stuff beforehand, but that's also like. You got to know who these characters are, you know, or else when you see them pop up in Oz, you, you you're you going to be like, who's this guy? Some dude. Oh, OK. <laughs> I guess I guess ultimately what I'm saying is it's a bad movie. <laughs> sure, I don't yeah. like it. And you should definitely contact me about that. No, it's a great movie. Yeah, but yeah, it is a I think it's that that section of the movie feels longer when you know where it's going. Like when you know you're going to be hit with a colorful world of dancing scarecrows and cowardly lions and flying monkeys, then seeing this girl dealing with her problems is – even seeing her sing Over the Rainbow, which is maybe the greatest song ever written directly for a movie, like uh, other than uh, that song that played uh, in during the credits of Memento. Other than, double, <laughs> other than double Back for Back to the Future Part 3. Yeah, sure. Other than the Addams Family rap it's the, <laughs> yeah. uh, or the ninja rap from Teenage TMNT2, Secret of the Use. Guys. We're all forgetting L O Cool J's <laughs> song about the plot of Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair point. It's uh, even sitting through that. It's like you know what's happening is going to be more more exciting than that. And it took me something I do sometimes is I'll rewatch a movie I've seen over and over again, and I'll say to myself, 
I'm going to pretend I'm watching this like I've never seen it before. I did this with Star Wars a number of years ago. And I it, do this when I masturbate sometimes. Okay. Oh, yes. oh really? To Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Because yeah. when I masturbate something I've seen before, it's the anticipation that really gets me. Right. Like, I know, I know where she's going with this. The funny thing is uh, Jesse's masturbation syncs up perfectly with Wizard of Oz. Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. But uh, – I, watching those movies and you're like, I'm going to not try to anticipate anything. And I'm going to say to myself, I've never seen this movie before. I'm going to react to it or try to react to it as if I'm seeing in the moment with it. And then a movie like that is more entertaining because you're not waiting for like the really cool part to happen. That said, mm. another thing that you do is watch a B-plus movie from the late 30s and really get a lot out of it. Yeah, because the 30s was the greatest time in American <laughs> cinema. <laughs> there you go. Okay, <laughs> let's take a break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Pop Record Panel, we have just 30 seconds to prove to Max Fund listeners that we know what the F we're talking about when it comes to pop culture. All right, you guys, let's go. Famous Chris's. Walkin. Christofferson. Hemsworth. Karen, what's the most iconic lesbian snack? The wings at Hooters. The answer is fried green tomatoes. Margaret, what is the Marvel Cinematic Universe missing? <laughs> My interest. Winter, name someone who will EGOT in your lifetime. Ike Barinholtz. That's beautiful. Top Gear or Top Model? Sadly, I have to say Top Gear. The clear answer is Top Chef. But Top Model taught us about smizing. Pop Rocket. Smart takes on everything. Catch us every Friday on Maximum Fun. La, 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 la. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we're the host of Everything's, Everything's Coming, Coming Up, Simpsons. Simpsons. Every episode, we cover a different episode of The Simpsons um, that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright. I got a D minus, I passed! And we've also had people that are on the Max Fun Network already. Homer wearing that golf outfit is I so funny. It. And there's, when he gets super into golf, <laughs> he's wearing the golf hat in, in bed. bed. We've had Weird Al Yankovic on the show. I was just uh, struck by how sharp the writing is. I mean, yeah. that's no surprise because it's The Simpsons, but... I mean, like, you can't say that about a lot, of, a lot of TV shows, particularly ones that at that point had been on the air for 14 years. Find us on MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Smell you later. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Elliot Kalin, man from the future. What can I tell you? We do toilets differently in the future, <laughs> and your primitive ways are Three disgusting seashells, to me. Right? Yeah, it's well, it's four seashells. The movie got it wrong. It's actually oh, four seashells, wow. but one of the seashells you don't really use. I mean, everyone acts like they use it, but you don't really use it. Sure. Come on. Yeah. And sort of like Dan how McCoy the pie maker. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like how in the present, like we don't actually wash our hands after we pee, right, guys? Uh, or, uh, we <laughs> do. Oh, man. Wow. I mean, hold your hands in the pea stream, right? No. <laughs> I wish I hadn't have eaten all those macaroons you gave me. <laughs> my penis is probably cleaner than my hand, right? I mean, yeah. I mean it certainly touches less. Something that sounds like an insult but is... Objectively true. <laughs> That's, that was an old George Carlin joke because he was talking about how like your penis is just like in your pants all day, yeah, and not doing anything. Like if anything, you should wash your penis after you touch it. <laughs> I think it was George Carlin. Maybe it was somebody else. Dan, you ever made a macaroon? I have not made a macaroon. It seems 
wait. Um, I don't. I haven't made a macaron. <laughs> Hold on. And suddenly there's a what flash about of a macaron? Nor, nor have I made a macaron. That was what I was. I was wondering which one you were asking me about. That's what why about I stopped. A middle. secret world of Alex Mac. Uh, I've never made an episode of The Secret what World about of Alex a, What Mac. about a Mac tonight? <laughs> <laughs> a horrific, what, about a, what about a horrific old man who sells you burgers? <laughs> what size? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whose name is a play on a song about a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, I just got that. Uh, wow. A murderer and his favorite prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair point. Fair and point. other low lives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think sex I, workers are brave. Sorry. Would you say <laughs> we have a difference of opinion on this show? Jesse, thinks would you say that? And I think they're brave. Would uh, you say that Big Mac tonight was treated equally and with respect? Would you say that Big Mac tonight was McDonald's pioneering work in exploring the V effect in television commercials? <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so That's why someone comes and blows cigarette smoke in your face every time that commercial is on? Quick bake, quick baked, good round yeah. table. Yeah, uh-huh. sure. Macaroons or macarons? <laughs> the former being a like a coconut cookie. Yeah, mm. correct. The latter being a French colorful cookie like that's a, a French Oreo, basically. Yeah. Mm. With with, with uh, meringue. But, yeah, but in like a pale pink yeah. often. Pale blue. I'm going to go Pazuki. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go Pazuki? Can I do the third I choice? Mean, I guess you did do Paz- go Pazuki. Go Elliot? Pazuki. Yeah, I don't like either of those. So I'm going to go with those leaf cookies that you get at uh, you get at uh, town fairs in my hometown that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They don't taste that great, but when I was a kid, I loved them. Uh-huh. Anyway, I don't know if they're sold anywhere else. They're like deli cookies in the shape of leaves that are also sandwich cookies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what kind of sandwich cookies are they? There's a like, maple thing? Uh, to be honest, they had mint varieties and they had varieties that kind of like were just kind of plain, plain baked outside and then like chocolate on the inside. I didn't like the mint ones that much. Hmm. But, uh, that was, but that when there would be, uh, in Milburn, New Jersey, my hometown, there would be like a town fair and my sister and I would be like, we got to get some of these leaf cookies. (laughs) One day these will be our Proust's Madeleines. Mm -hmm. Oh, it'll be, there'll be a day when I am an old man. God willing, there'll be a day when I'm an old man. Uh-huh. And uh, I'll take a bite of one of those cookies, and it will take me back to being really bored at an event for adults that everyone <laughs> brought their kids to. Right. And then your parents— And, and not enjoying a Bachman-Turner Overdrive cover band. <laughs> no, and really wanting to go home, and your parents finally saying, okay, time to get in the car, and you get in the car— and then your parents talk to their friends for a while, leaning mm, on the car, sure, while you yeah. sit in the car waiting for them to get in, just wanting to go home. I expect that at some point when I'm an old man, I'll bite into a Pepperidge Farms Mint Milano cookie, and I'll have the magical feeling of sitting in the corner of a nondescript storefront while a really intense AA meeting for only vets happens. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Trying to draw pictures and block out stories about people hitting rock bottom. <laughs> and those people are homeless people, by the way. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> Dan Macaron- what macaroons uh, are macarons? <laughs> uh, big macaroon fan. Not funny, just true. Yeah. yeah macaroons are good. Yeah, I they're super good. I feel like I, I, one of the great gifts of adulthood for me. Yeah. Has been coming to really enjoy asparagus and coconuts. Oh, I'm with you on asparagus. Uh huh. And for me, asparagus and Brussels sprouts for me are two things where I'm like, oh, these are fantastic. Why don't? Why do kids not like these? Kids are stupid. Well, yeah. one of the problems with Brussels sprouts, and I'm I'm speaking as a Midwesterner here. I don't know how it was out on with you East Coast elites growing up, <laughs> yeah. but. The only Brussels sprouts I had were the ones that were that came in a frozen block from the <laughs> uh, store. Like I never mm. had fresh Brussels sprouts until I was an adult, and then I'm just like, 
Why the fuck did they freeze these things and then boil the shit out of them? I will say Brussels sprouts for much of American history seem to have been cooked the wrong way. Yeah. That people just didn't know how to cook them. And, and they like, do smell like like a combination of poop and death if you cook them the wrong if you could, way. Yeah. Like, if you, only and they taste terrible. they just begun to not serve them just soaking wet. They were just, <laughs> just up, up until five years ago, they were always just soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. And that's how the ad. So wet. <laughs> that's how the ad sold them too. They are like soaking wet. Soaking wet sprouts. sprouts dripping <laughs> with sprout juice. Honey, I'm home. <laughs> oh, good. I made your favorite. Cold, trippy <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Oh, just sponges for hot pot water. I didn't cook them enough to get the, the flavor into them, and I didn't season them. Yeah. I hope you like Did it. you put a pinch of salt in the water? Mm. No. It's like if I boiled a cabbage, yeah. but it's tiny. <laughs> I put them into a savory jello. <laughs> oh, well. That's, okay, so are we? how lucky are we that we didn't grow up yeah, as adults in the time period when everything at a party had gel- was sticking inside of Jello, <laughs> when it was like when deviled eggs were the best choice that you could get when at the party, all meat had a ring of pineapple on it. Oh, I, God, I, disgusting! I Ugh. fuck with deviled ed- eggs pretty hard, so you're not going to get me going to go down that road with you, Elliot. <laughs> I fucking love deviled eggs. I'll eat an entire plate of you, but a plate of deviled eggs yeah, within man. my reach. I'll continue to eat them until they're all gone. <laughs> and then I will just fart myself to the moon. Oh, just to like the in the moon. Tony Bennett song, Fart Me to the Moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, when something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN or email a voice memo to jjgo at maximumfun.org. Now, here's an unusual situation, gentlemen. Now, I know that both of you listen to Jordan Jesse Go without fail, take careful notes, and then study them to prepare for your own program, The Flop House. Every month. How often does this show come out? <laughs> <laughs> once a month. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a good one once yeah, a month. Once, yeah. So, if you... <laughs> about, about our, yeah. Um, uh, however, on, on this program, typically we'll take a couple calls and we'll usually take calls from two different people. Now, what Brian, our producer, tells me is that this week's calls are from the same person, a remarkable, Ooh. a remarkable young man who's had two remarkable events happen to him within the span of however long he waited to call us. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take the first call. As a momentous occasion... I'm a nurse, and I had accompanied a patient of mine to an A's game recently, and I brought along a whole bunch of supplies and medications to make sure that I could keep the patient safe during the game while we were away from the facility. And turns out the only thing I used the entire outing was a large syringe to push beer through a feeding tube. Hell yeah. I don't know if I'll ever do that again. It was pretty fun. (laughs) Dude, my... uh. Uh, this was I just fucking Proust's Proust's Madeline out just now when he said you slapped the Madeline out of Proust's hand. You said I got a better one. Yeah, I'm a I'm a nurse and I took a patient to an A's game. My dad's best friend uh, when I was a kid was quadriplegic, and he was like totally he was paralyzed from the neck down except for a finger. So he could he could drive a motorized wheelchair, uh, but he had to he had to use a breathing machine in the motorized wheelchair. And he had to be in an iron lung when he wasn't in the wheelchair. So he would have an attendant that would come with him. But we would go to the fucking A's game. The nice thing about here's a fucking hustle for all you disabled people out there, physically disabled. I've got great news for you. Using using a wheelchair, fucking breaking. If you go to an old ass baseball stadium, they had to put in the disabled seats like 
last at the end. Like, they didn't build them with disabled seats. So those fucking, at least at the Oakland Coliseum, the fucking disabled seats were so sweet. So we would go with Ed because he was in the chair and we could sit in the disabled seats. You could buy any ticket in the ballpark. They put you in the disabled seats because he needed to go somewhere that was wheelchair accessible. And the it was the fucking best seats I had ever sat in. Also, one time uh, I saw his attendant... Uh, hold a joint for him so that he could <laughs> get blazed <laughs> while he was in his iron lung. <laughs> okay. That's anyway. Good yeah, good attendant. So I that's that's basically the uh that's the then illegal equivalent of pushing beer through a feeding tube. So yeah. And then do one of those uh Sundays that's in the helmet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he said pushing beer through a feeding tube because when he just said syringe and beer, I was like, no, you can't inject yeah, that. Don't. <laughs> it's going to be just bad. Pure nacho cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could throw in a few tots. You could throw in a few tots. So uh, crunch them up, maybe. So Brian said that he reversed the order of yeah, that call. So, so this was else. the second half of the call. So now we're going to hear the first half what of a the fun call. fun puzzle. <laughs> this is like hey, the Jordan, game. Jesse, and guest. I have a momentous occasion and a moment of shame for you. A couple months ago, I was having sex with my wife, and I went to go grab some nipple clamps. And when I returned, I blurted out, It's a clampy time! In the style of the pizza ghost from the Joel McHale show, which I had been watching earlier that day. I still don't know why I said that. <laughs> it completely ruined the mood for a couple of weeks, and we still <laughs> don't really talk about it. Uh, as a moment... Wow. Weeks. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe he was just trying to instigate a little Wario play. Apparently he had this sketch comedy character in mind, but it's sexy Wario. It's read to me as... As Wario play. I don't know. I'm sorry. By sketch comedy, you meant the character from the Joel McHale show. Yes, yeah. So I know it's not the weird thing in the call, but the first thing that stuck out to me is he had to go get the nipple clamps. Yeah, I, like, shouldn't you keep, keep them? them in the, the, you yeah. can't have the side have, table. You can't have them just okay in the side table. You can't have them just lying on the next to the out next. No, to they're kind not of on presumptu- the pillow, It's like, kind of presumptuous. Like I feel like he has to keep them somewhere that doesn't suggest that anytime he and his wife get into bed, it's gonna be a clampy time. It's a clampy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So you think he keeps him in the drunk junk drawer out in the garage, or well, I immediately well, pictured him ridiculous. with the spare key, yeah, and, some, uh, and a and lot like of three AAA batteries. Every time they buy like a frozen vegetable and there's a rubber band around it, they sure, just take it out, it ball, put it yeah. in the junk drawer, next make a ball over next to the clamps. Yeah. I yeah. I sincerely immediately pictured as soon as he said he had to go out and get them, <laughs> I immediately pictured him like putting a robe on and some slippers, <laughs> like driving and down to CVS, walking down to the liquor store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dad went out to get nipple clamps, never came back. Yeah. <laughs> That's 15 years my ago. Sad, I'm, tale. I was really touched that he shared with us that it ruined the mood for weeks. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, and I don't know whether it ruined the mood for uh, clampy times yeah. or all sexual all times. Yeah. Or even like playing Smash Brothers. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, sure. That's what I call having sex with my wife. <laughs> playing Smash Brothers. Now I'm. Uh, this may be saying too much about me and my sex life. My sex life is fairly boring and standard. Yeah. I do it the same way humans have done it for thousands upon thousands of years in a cave. Uh-huh. But sure. They, uh, 
but there's something about without like, regard for the woman's pleasure. <laughs> uh, not what I was implying, sir. A joke I considered going to, and I said, "No, I will not do that." Yeah, uh, I'm here for you, buddy. I appreciate that. Thank you for saying yeah. the things I dare not say. Uh, there's the part of me that is like, comedians okay. are truth tellers. <laughs> sure, yeah. So their sex life is open enough that nipple clamps are part of it. Not judging anybody if that's what you yeah. like, that's totally fine. But it is not open enough that it can survive a brief moment of an Italian accent. <laughs> it seems. I, yeah. I mean, like I do feel like if you're playing, if like you're, you know, in a dominant submission, submissive area, like if you're trying to, you know, create a vibe of like a little rough play, like it's a clampy time. <laughs> <doesn't> <laughs> really when he, when he went, the... really? I guess that's true. Really, it's, it's a me, your master. <laughs> It does puncture the. I don't tone. know. I, yeah. I am. I'm making an assumption about who was the dom and sub in this. Situation. Yeah, that's true. I do it, not know. I don't been, know who's who was getting clamped. It might have been to be used on him. In which case, I totally understand why saying it's a clampy time and then wanting the clamps to be put on you would be off-putting. Because you're like, how much you're going to use that voice while I'm doing this? Yeah. Today? I mean, in that case, I would imagine him like wearing an adult diaper and like <laughs> that's too much <laughs> wiggling on the bed. It's a clampy time, yeah. hey, guys. I know. I can't be the only. One here who occasionally, maybe when the wife or partner is out of town, uh, out of town, sit down at the computer and boot up a web video site and mm-hmm. watch Roberto Benigni's screen <laughs> test <laughs> for secretary uh-huh. <laughs> and watch Brussels sprouts commercials. <laughs> Okay, if you have a momentous occasion for us, 206-984-4FUN or JJGO at MaximumFun.org for your emails and voice memos. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Ranger. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Elliot Kalin, man from the future. you got to understand, a lot of things are the same in the future. Toilets are just not one of them. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not one of these guys who's like, I'm not, it's not a reverse caveman and man type thing where I like don't understand modern technology. I get it. You've you never had it. to expel the matter yourself. No. I mean because that's why we have the poop bots. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, the shells activate the poop bots. I don't, right. I, right. But yeah, like yeah. The shells. Call, they call the poop bots? <laughs> well, it's a, I don't have time to explain the whole thing. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a long process but it's very clean. But when you're in school, do they teach you how the toilets of 500 years ago worked? No. Yep. So in our school, they taught us about what was you know how people dressed music? Of I the learned day, a little bit about toilets. how pemmican is made. Mm-hmm. Oh, how is that? Uh, well, you smash berries and acorns, but you have to boil the acorns; otherwise, they're poisonous. And Dan McCoy, guy, <laughs> guy who wishes that the nicknames were read off in a different order. Yeah. <laughs> well, they rebooted. And your nickname doesn't have a whole thing yeah. that goes with it. Um, <laughs> gentlemen, it is it has been a joy. To have you here on Jordan Jesse Go, oh. a joy and a pleasure. Particularly you, Dan, as a man who lives some 3,000 miles away. It's mm. lovely to set eyes upon your visage. Thank you. And ears upon your bon mot. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and thank you for catering almost the entire episode to things that I can talk about, <laughs> like baking. <laughs> I got to say this. Look, I spent a lot of time – I'm not going to deny that I spent a lot of time on Jordan Jesse Go talking – about, uh, you know, basically Steve Agee's Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Like how much I love it, how talented he is, how he takes beautiful photographs in addition to being charming and funny. You know what my second favorite Instagram account is? Dan McCoy's. 
It's just lonely pictures of shitty baked. And I'm like, man, I would love to be able to, <laughs> to <laughs> bake that. That looks great. Now, let's be clear. Like, the pictures themselves aren't necessarily lonely. It's just the, the fact that you know me that makes <laughs> no, them. No, no. The loneliness is implied in them. Okay. I mean, like, I guess if I, if I knew you to have a large family who were going to consume the sure. baked good, then I would not presume loneliness. <laughs> but knowing that you, you are a single man with a friend over, probably. Sure. Uh, that the, each of you will be consuming one slice of key wandering lime. hobo on his way to Houston <laughs> if they're lucky and a cat. That's right. I mean, Archie does oh, not Archie. consume so many baked goods, but he mm. certainly gets in the way. <laughs> Cute. Um, if any Jordan Jesse Go listeners out there are not already Flophouse listeners, I I cannot even begin to tell you. I I'll I'll say this. Many years ago, Jordan said. You know, The Flophouse is a really great show. And I'll tell you what I said. I said, I don't have any time in my life for fucking bad movie podcasts. <laughs> that sounds like the worst thing in the world to me. I'm not a bad – Rightfully mo- so. If, you're not a ba- <laughs> if you are a bad movie person, God bless you. But uh, for me, I'm with my friend John Hodgman in that I, the, I just – it's not my thing. Not, not for me. Then I listened to the Flophouse. I said, you don't need to be a bad movie person to love this podcast. These are three of the most charming and hilarious guys that there is in the world. Just three true, pure delights, uh, each more delightful than the last. Uh, I would say probably least delightful. With, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting I think for if, it. If, uh, if, yeah, if I, you, I was to make a list of like the five in, in you know my history of listening to comedy podcasts, if I was to make a list of like the five – Funniest things ever said on any comedy podcast. Two of them would be from the Flophouse. Oh, very yeah. nice. So much funny stuff happens on that. I would show. say three. Yeah? Of yours. Huh? I would say three of yours, but one of mine. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I hope that Jordan Jesse Go listeners will uh, check out the Flophouse. And uh, guys, thank you for taking the time to be here with us. Thank, thank you, you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. They are when Dan said, boobs are the ultimate breasts. <laughs> I think it's my favorite sentence anyone has ever said. You know how, like, they say that, like, cellar door is the most beautiful phrase? Yeah. To me, it's boobs are the ultimate breasts. <laughs> and then... Dan is everyone's favorite gentle pervasoid. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... Uh, you guys were talking something about like a factory that makes children at Elliot. You said it was called Amalgamated Child. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's a good name for that factory. I though. think about boobs with the ultimate breasts and Amalgamated Child weekly. Brian Sunny D Fernandez is our producer. He's the one you can hear laughing through the window. Uh, blame him, um, Jordan. I I have a concern. Yeah. It has been voiced to us that in the past our corrections had gone largely to things that were annoying to uh, to, to Twitter accounts that were annoying to us. Yeah, we switched to a Twitter account. I don't remember what it was, but it was something that we were neutral to positive I think on. It was Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank. I, I got no beef with. I got no beef with Lisa Frank. Cool <laughs> folders. Yeah, were great folders. Does the Peachy Corporation have a Twitter? Don't know. I think they probably should. What about OPG? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Canadian hockey cards. <laughs> I would hope. I, to be fair, I'm not annoyed by gas station TV. 
Oh, really? I kind of like cat stitching. <laughs> so, wow. So. This show just fucking, we just fucking solved the mystery here. Anyway, so when I think we decided on Lisa Frank as our place to direct. People were complaints. worried about it. They're like, they were, I like Lisa Frank. Sure. And I was just I thinking of something, I guess the game I was thinking of, of like something that doesn't really need a Twitter account but has one anyway. Yeah. So I don't want to be. Well, they like to crack about, you know, crack wise about the news. That's yeah, why right, they're on exactly. Twitter. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Lisa Frank Twitter account is great. I don't know. I don't follow it. If it's great, if it's one of those, like, you know, fucking Wendy's or something that's like busting chops, that's great. Can I suggest something the for this week? The Moon Twitter account? Not having put any thought into it, and I yeah. want to be clear. I think we should go to a kind of a customer service oriented company mm-hmm. uh, simply because then people will be more likely to get a response that satisfies them. Right. Because uh, I don't want people to leave the interaction if they have a correction for Jordan Jesse go disappointed. Maybe we could have him tweet at LL Bean. That's great. I love it. Yeah, at LL Bean. At LL Bean, they'll deal with your questions, concerns, and <laughs> corrections. Uh, if you have one, tweet we it. We got at, some Star Wars shit wrong. At LL Bean, if I said something, if uh, if Snaggletooth is actually wearing a full, not a mock turtleneck, mm. my memories are very vague. Based on a toy I got from my dad's girlfriend's older son. Uh, 206-9844-FUN or JJGO at MaximumFun.org if you want to get in touch with us. And you can join us on Reddit at MaximumFun.reddit.com. You can join us in the MaxFun Facebook group on Facebook. And you can like Jordan Jesse Go on Facebook. We also have a smash hit podcast called Bubble created by my colleague Jordan Morris. Uh, all the episodes of that are up now. If you haven't listened, do so because it's a hoot and a half. You know what? It's also a hoot and a holler. Okay. And it's, sure. a, it's a real pig and a poke. It's, yeah, I think you're, yeah, you're setting unreasonable expectations. There are no pigs. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. What about pokes? There are some pokes. Oh, okay. <laughs> On behalf of uh, my friend Jordan Morris here and, of course, the great Elliot Kalin oh, and Dan you. McCoy from the Flophouse. We'll talk to you next time. I'm Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.